0: Brought to you by the students of Mary Persons High School, in conjunction with MPTV. This is Monroe County Schools Radio, exclusively on MAGIC 100 FM. I'm your host, Carrie Buckendale. Good morning. At T.G. Scott Elementary, Chad Sanders is wrapping up his first year as the school principal. We begin this morning with a chat with him about his time as the big bear on campus.
1: What's your name and what is your position? My name is Chad Sanders, and I'm currently the TG Scott uh, school principal.
2: How has the school year gone so far?
1: Um, it's been a blur. If I'm not mistaken, yesterday was a year ago that I was hired as a principal to the date. And it doesn't feel like a year, it feels like just a few months just because everything is just. Yes, very much so.
2: With this being your first year, how do you think it's gone?
1: Um, I think with any new position, there's always a learning curve. Um, there's a lot that you don't know and that you're doing well and things you don't know that you're not doing well until you get in and start doing it. Um, I think this first year has been a really great first year. We've had a lot of new staff. We've had over 20 new staff members here at TG Scott. A lot of the admin team is new. Um, but we've done, I think we've had a good year and done really well and making some steps forward and and
2: yeah. will
1: hopefully raise the bar for T.G. Scott in the future.
2: Yeah. Okay. What were some of your goals that you wanted to accomplish over the course of this year?
1: First goal was to make it. <laughs> Just make it through the first year. Um, but on a, on a serious note, um, to try to, to ensure that the culture of T.G. Scott was where it needed to be. Anytime you have a tremendous amount of turnover, which I'd say was a lot for TG Scott. Normally we only have two or three people every year, but there was a a large group of of people that retired at one time. Um, And as a result, we had just a lot of openings. So you got to be careful with your culture and make sure your culture is where it needs to be. And that was one of my first
2: Yeah. Okay. My last question for you is, what do you plan on doing differently next year?
1: learning from my mistakes and we meet weekly with the administrative team. And as we meet, we talk about the things we did well for that previous week, the things we could improve on and then action steps to make, to to know how we're going to make it better. Um, And then hopefully next year, when we keep doing that and making improvements every year from everything from an art night to grandparents night to honors day, we make improvements, the feedback we get, from teachers, from parents, all the stakeholders, students as well. Then I think it, it, that will continue to rise, continue to grow, continue to get better.
2: Yes. Okay. Well, that was all I have for you today. Thank you for doing this interview.
1: You're very welcome, Emma. You've been a pleasure. You have a blessed day.
2: You too. All
3: right.
0: Congratulations on a successful first year. Also at TGS, we have two longtime teachers transitioning into retirement. Ms. Mandy King and Ms. Barbara Dye. MPTV spoke with both teachers about their plans for life after the classroom.
4: Hey, I'm Maya and today I will be interviewing Ms. Mandy King, kindergarten teacher at Thomas G. Scott Elementary. What made you want to be an educator?
5: Honestly, I did not know that I wanted to be an educator. I grew up as a child spending school days and late afternoons in in my elementary school. My Mother was assistant principal and principal, so I grew up spending afternoons at school that my friends were, as I thought, at their houses, having cookies and Kool-Aid. Honestly, I was jealous and thought, I'll never be a teacher because you have to stay at school so late. But once I got to college, I had to choose a major, an intended major. And I can remember it was back in the paper and pencil days and there was a little box beside the word undecided. I checked the undecided box as long as I could until a certain point when I had to make the decision to think about what I really wanted to do with my grown up life and chose education.
4: What is a piece of advice you would give to those who are considering becoming an educator?
5: This is kind of a Um, personal thing not so much as the teaching part of it but if I were talking to someone about going into education I would recommend working on other advanced degrees so that the pay for teaching is um, more competitive with other careers sometimes people think of the um, salary of teaching not being what it should be or could be and It is one field that is not a pay-for-performance kind of situation. So the only way to increase your pay is to uh, have advanced degrees. I have a bachelor's, master's, and specialist degree. My mom pushed me to do that, and I'm glad that she did because it does make a, a big difference in your salary.
4: If you had to choose the most impactful moment of your career, what would it be?
5: So I don't have a moment in mind but kind of a, a a time I taught kindergarten and was moved to first grade probably seven or eight years ago and the the class of kindergartners that I had moved up to first grade with me so that was a time when I got to see them grow from entering kindergarten to the end of kindergarten so the, just the the two years that I spent with them and being able to see their their starting and ending point over that long period of time, of two school years, was very impactful.
4: What did you like most about teaching kindergarten? So kindergarten to me is a
5: time as a teacher that I can squeeze in a lot of fun and also meet the academic standards and needs of kids and at this age they really need to have time to play and time to socialize so even though those are not kindergarten standards i feel like it's very important and i feel like that i can make a lot of that happen in kindergarten that is harder to do in upper grades when there are more standards uh, to meet so the fact that we can kind of have a uh, we as i say we play hard and we work hard so being able to fit in some some play time and socialization time within the classroom not just at recess is important and we're able to do that in kindergarten
4: what other grade would you have wanted to teach if you had not taught kindergarten all these years so i first began my teaching career
5: as a pre-k teacher. The first pre-k classes in Monroe County started in 1993, and I was one of the two classes that Monroe County um, began the program with. So I taught for 16 years in pre-k and then moved up to kindergarten. I've been in kindergarten, I'm not sure how many years, maybe um, 10 or so. Um, all the other years except for the one in first grade. So, kinder, uh, as far as kindergarten, pre K, there are a lot of similarities there. My favorite probably is kindergarten, but I learned a lot as a pre K teacher that I also make part of my kindergarten teaching. So, there were a lot of classes that I went to as a new pre K teacher that helped me to understand really the fundamentals of learning and the importance of play and socialization. A lot of the things that I brought in mind to kindergarten.
4: What is one thing that you look forward to do
5: most during your retirement? So I guess you know I'm retiring and I am quite excited about that. I'm actually retiring a year earlier than I had planned. So for anyone new to the education field, don't Use unneeded sick days because they can count toward years in retirement. So, all that being said, I'm really not sure what my plans are right now, which I'm excited about the fact that I have um, really some wide open options. I do have a nine month old granddaughter who I will spend more time with, I'm sure, but not in a full time situation. So, I'm not sure, but I'm excited to figure that out. And I do plan to come back into the school some um, probably more in a visitor reading um, or story story time in the media center library here
6: at TG Scott thank you hey y'all I'm Connor Woolley and today I'm here with Miss Dye to uh, discuss her retiring and her teaching career um just go ahead and get us started off what would you like to tell us a little bit about yourself
7: um my name is Barbara Dye I'm a EIP teacher for first grade, second grade, and fourth grade at TG Scott. I have been teaching for almost 32 years, believe it or not. Um, And I have taught in Georgia, Florida, and Arkansas. And I love, most people know know this, but I love the Arkansas Razorbacks. And the Georgia Bulldogs are my second choice.
6: Um, What is one of the most important lessons you've learned throughout your years of teaching?
7: Well, first of all, you gotta be loving and understanding towards the students. Um, Some days my students come in with issues that are going on outside of school concerning their home life and I've got to continue to love them unconditionally and help them be successful in their education.
6: Um, What are some of the things you're most excited about for, you know, what's next in life?
7: Well, most of the teachers at Mary Persons know that I love to travel. I have a hashtag called dying to travel on Instagram and Facebook. So I'll be traveling all over the US and the world with my husband. Now that we can take our mask off on a plane, um, I'm going to enjoy really sleeping past 6:15 in the morning, and then I'll be able to walk with my other retired teaching buddies any time of the day I want to and go get coffee afterwards.
6: Um, Before you started teaching, what was one of the main things that made you want to become a teacher?
7: Uh, First of all, I had a really awesome second grade teacher called Mrs. Hood. And then second, I was a camp counselor for underprivileged children in Waycross, Georgia, called Camp Reveille. Um, I worked there all through my teenage and college years. And I loved watching these children and teaching these children how to swim, canoe, uh, shoot BB guns and archery. Um, so at that point, I knew I wanted to continue helping children learn in the school setting.
6: Um, how has teaching changed for you changed for you throughout your career?
7: Well, believe it or not, Mr. Woolsey, there were, no, lo- there were not a lot of computers back in 1985 when I started teaching. Um, we, to make copies, teachers that were teaching back in the mid-80s had to use a, what was called a mimeograph machine, which is a Ditto machine. But most teachers called it the purple monster because you ran it through the cop. It's not like today where you just laid paper down and run it through a copier. You had to put it through a purple sheet of paper and then run it through. And then when you looked at your hands, your hands were purple. So and so now we've gotten to where we use technology a lot and less copies. So I use my view board every day. I put classwork in the Google Classroom and I have my students create personal creations in there on their laptops. Yes, ma'am.
6: Um. What is uh, your favorite way to build relationships or get to know your students better?
7: Well, I build my relationships with my students. I go to their rec department, football, baseball, basketball, and softball games. And as they came through MP, um, if they play football or a cheerleader in the band, I usually try to adopt them when they are seniors. Um, if I've had taught them in years past, I've also gone, I have a former first grader who played football at Missouri College Jatori in Hansford. Um, I've gone to see him play in the last two years, and I hope to get to go see him play at South Florida this year.
6: Um, And lastly, what's some advice you had for next year's upcoming teachers?
7: Well, if you're a new teacher, just remember that you always need to be kind, loving, and understanding towards your students, but also have high expectations for them to behave and to do their very best. Love your students every day, but be firm with them if they are not meeting the expectations of your classroom. Finally, show students that you can make mistakes just like they do. My students know I have brain freezes quite often when, and they, we all laugh and giggle about it when I make the same mistakes that they do.
6: Um, if there's one thing you'd like to leave us with today, what would it be?
7: Um, just, enjoy, educate, just enjoy life, um, do your best in school. That's what I tell my, my own personal children and my children that I teach now and have taught in the past. Just do the very best you can and you can't go wrong.
6: That's it for us today. Uh, it's been a pleasure having you, Ms. Dodd.
7: Thank you, Mr. Woolsey. Good luck,
0: ladies. New TGS teacher Tony Damily has enjoyed her first year in the classroom. MPTV spoke with her about her time as a TG Scott Bear.
8: So, first of all, what, what's one thing you wish you could tell uh, yourself before you started your first year of teaching?
2: One thing that I would definitely tell myself is that it's okay not to know everything. And it's okay to make mistakes. Um, I think I came in with a lot of pressure on myself, just ready to make a good impression, and just not wanting to mess up anywhere.
8: <laughs> yeah. Listen, whenever you, uh, whenever you sign up for the little kids, you, trust me, you signed up for the better part of the school system. No. Uh, you signed up sorry. for the much better half. <laughs> Here in the high school, it's chaos. No,
4: oh, I, I remember.
8: Oh, okay, uh, before we start to change our subject, so even though this um, year is about the end, so what would what do you think you're most excited about uh, for next year? What's to come?
2: Um. Honestly, I'm excited to get new students. I think now we're at the point where I've seen my current students grow so much and just Seeing that growth over the year, is, it's an amazing feeling, just to be able to witness it. And so I'm always excited to just get a new set of students and see what they're capable of already, and then work with them to, you know, get them to broaden their knowledge as well. Hmm.
8: So, what did make you become a teacher anyway? Like, what was your inspiration?
2: Well, actually when I was younger school was like my favorite thing ever <laughs> I love to go to school if I couldn't go to school I would probably cry I mean like it was just almost like a safe space for me and so I just it was something about school and I guess I just couldn't stay away from school
8: <laughs> yeah not a lot of people can say that myself <laughs> included <laughs> A lot of people these days just really don't like school, and neither do I. It's it's pain. <laughs> well, What's the thing best thing you've learned this year? Like, um, l- looking the, back in your entire year, in this entire school year, all the way starting back in August, what was your favorite thing that you've learned from teaching?
2: My favorite thing that I've learned, or the best thing that I've learned, would probably be to just always be ready Mm. things like i mean when they say teachers have to be flexible they are not joking
8: (laughs) (laughs) no (laughs) they, they were not
2: is different and really you just have to be prepared for those changes and so i think that's probably the best thing i've learned i've always been kind of Uh, i wouldn't say strict but i'm very organized in how i do things and with teaching sometimes you just gotta let that go
8: (laughs) yeah so with what you've learned uh what do you think you could say for next year's teachers
2: um i think the biggest thing is to enjoy it because you can get wrapped up in the lesson plans and the meetings and you know all the logistics of teaching to the point where you don't enjoy it but I mean you spend these years in college to prepare yourself to become a teacher for a reason so don't let the logistics take away from the fun of it
8: that's that's really good advice and I definitely do think that um, people definitely should learn that and that people shouldn't be caught up with all the negative things about it and enjoy being with their students because I had this teacher um, she enjoyed our class so much that she moved up from second grade to third grade to fourth grade with us every year mm-hmm. So anyway, um, what is your favorite way to build a relationship or to like get to know how your students like get to know them?
2: My favorite way to get to know them is to play with them. Mm-hmm. Honestly, in pre-K, we do a lot of learning through play, and so it's always fun to get down on the floor, crisscross applesauce, and <laughs> play with the blocks with them and talk with them and not necessarily ask them questions like what shape is this but more so get to know what they're into and what they're interested in Mm.
8: that's that's really fun i definitely do think that i had quite a few teachers like that and quite a few teachers that were not like that Mm -hmm. and i really do hope that you enjoy your career as a teacher And that you can continue on this career with happiness, and it doesn't eventually become tedious and annoying for you. Well, I think that's all for now. I'll see you later.
0: Over at Hubbard Elementary, you'll find a published author who is currently working on her second book. Let's check in with Dr. Kimberly Harris on what led her to the written word.
9: Alright, first question of the day is, um, what is your name and what do you teach?
10: Good afternoon, everybody, or good morning, depending on when you're listening. My name is Dr. Kimberly Harris, and I am the gifted teacher at Hubbard Elementary School. All
9: right. Do you by chance know um, why you chose to teach?
10: Teaching was interesting for me. I tried to run away from it. I have a lot of teachers in my family, and I had always said that the last thing I would do was teach. I was actually a dual major, Spanish and English, and I intended to go into marketing. I actually worked in marketing for a while, decided I did not like it because I was the advertising promoter for a club, did not like having to be at all hours of the night. And a friend of mine told me she was doing a teacher training program and thought I should try it out. And I did. And here I am.
9: Mm, okay. Um Change change subjects a little bit. Um, there's a book that I know that you've wrote. Um, what inspired you to write that book?
10: The inspiration for the book that I've currently published is dual. One part of the inspiration are all the young men that I've taught over the years. I've taught for 17 years. And normally I would experience boys that did not like to read. It was their least favorite part of the day. They'd get mad at me and to- throw a tantrum whenever it was time to read. So they're half of the inspiration. The other half of my inspiration is my own son, who I'm hoping I can nurture a love of reading in from an early age.
9: Um, Have you always had a goal to write a book or did it like just happen?
10: I've always had it. It was actually my first love. When I was younger, I wrote poetry, I was in poetry competitions. I wrote all the time. My parents still have journals and journals of mine in my old bedroom at home filled with stories and poems I used to write. But along the way, I was persuaded by a lot of people that you couldn't make any money or have a career from writing. So I chose something more serious that was a profession. But now I have full circle and I'm back to writing again. So,
9: um, so speaking on the books, Is there a chance that you'll be writing um, more books? And if you are, what do you plan to make those books about?
10: I'd say it's a pretty strong sense since my illustrator just sent me the illustrations for book number two. Mm -hmm. It should be coming out this summer. There's actually a second series that's going to be targeting girls because that's another one of the big questions I've asked is that so far you're writing books for boys. How about girls? There's another series that's going to be coming out for girls as well. And I'm hoping that that will be out sometime next year.
0: We can't wait to see how it turns out. You never know what you'll see when you work as a school nurse. MPTV's Jake Bartlett spoke with MP nurse Calandra Lyons about what it's like taking care of so many kids.
9: My name is Jake and I'm here with...
11: Nurse Lyons.
9: What is your name and role at Mary Persons?
11: Okay, my name is Calandra Lyons. I'm a school nurse here at Mary Persons. Now I've been here 17 years and I'm the first nurse to ever sit in this seat.
9: Why did you choose nursing as a profession?
11: Um. Well, it wasn't my first choice but after taking care of some of my family members it came into my spirit that I was a, I felt like I was a good caretaker.
12: What has been the worst injury you've seen?
11: Ooh. Um, freshman campus Student Mashed their finger in the door And the tip of it came off And we had to get the finger And put it in ice So that they could save the
9: fin- tip of the finger Why did you choose to be a nurse At Mary Persons?
11: Um I was looking to change For my kids in um, their schedule Because they was in high school at that time and the position came open um, being the first nurse here at that time and it was just good for my schedule. What
12: does a school nurse do each day?
11: Um, uh, Take care of you guys um, if you get sick you can come to me um, I can help you feel better and get you through the day or see if we need to send you home and I do prescription medications for our kids that have to take medication every day and a lot of first aid, like the fingertip.
12: Where do you see yourself in five years?
11: At home. (laughs) (laughs) No, I'm just kidding. Um, In five years, I hope to still be here, taking care of students here with just one more year to go on a countdown to retirement.
0: Track season is in full swing at Mary Persons. Let's touch base with Coach Kip Burdett to see how our team is faring this year.
12: Hi, I'm Jamai, Now here with MP Stream Team. What are some of the events in track?
3: Uh, well, there's 18 events. Uh, there's sprints are 100, 200, 400. Uh, you got middle distance races of the mile, and two mile, half mile. And uh, there are long jump, triple jump, or the horizontal jumps. You got pole vault and high jump, or the vertical jumps. And you got two throws, a shot put and disc. Sorry, shot putting discus, and then uh, there are four relay events 4 by 100 4x200, four, 4 by 400
12: and 4x800. Four How are the throwers doing, and who are your top throwers?
3: Oh, well, that's kind of been a, a revolving door. Uh, we've got a lot of throwers actually on the roster. Uh, the most consistent uh, throwers have probably been uh, Van Tane in both the throws and uh, Javion Tatum and in Riley in the shot. Uh, but uh, Van's really really coming to his own this year and kind of kind of stepped. He's one of the best throwers in the region in the discus. So.
12: How old is your four-by-one team doing, and who is on it?
3: Uh, there's five guys that kind of rotate those spots. Uh, Seth Davis, Ty Dumas, uh, Brandon Alford, uh, Champ Brantley, and uh, Duke Watson. Uh, those guys have done pretty good so far. We're improving. We're probably not where we need to be, uh, but we're getting better every week.
12: Who is the fastest? Uh, spinner on your
3: team at this moment. Uh, right now it's Duke Watson. Uh, he is getting getting closer to getting sub eleven in the in the uh, in the one hundred, and we're trying to get him to under twenty three in the two hundred. But right now he's probably a little faster. And then you got Kathan Bowers in the two hundred and four hundred. He's he's kind of working under under fifty three in the four hundred, and he's right there with Duke in the two hundred.
12: How are the jumping events going, and who's at the top in these events?
3: Oh, uh, in the high jump, uh. Ty Dumas and, and Nemo Jones and, and Jake Levinka have kind of all been improving. Ty, Ty jumped 6-2, which at one point in time is the, is the best jump in the region so far, one of the better jumps in triple-A, in but what we're looking for out of him is just to keep improving and, and work technically to get better. Uh, triple jump and, and long jump, is, is kinda, we're kind a of, lot, a lot of guys are right there together, Brandon Alford, Champ Bradley, and uh, Kathan Bowers are all right around 40 feet, so that, that's pretty good, and that adds a little depth for, for your triple jumpers. Right, There's three pretty good jumps.
12: Is your team looking to make a run at State?
3: Uh, well, first we want to make sure, you know, the big thing for us is winning the region. Uh, I think that that's kind of something I always take pride in. We You know, we won the last two that we competed in, and uh, you know we want to kind of make it three in a row uh so so right now we're gearing toward winning region and then advancing as many kids as we can to to sectionals on may 7th and then after that you know it's just kind of like a qualification process you just try to finish keep finishing in the top four of your event so
12: what is the hardest component about coaching track
3: i think think just it's a long season and just just kind of keeping the workouts fresh and keeping everybody moving throughout the season it gets to be kind of monotonous but you run around oval like that but you know, it's just what track is. is running and, and, and trying to improve your fitness and, you know, trying to improve your speed and, and power. So that's what we keep trying to do throughout the course of the year. Thank you, Coach Coop. Yes, sir. Thank you.
0: Thank you for tuning in to Monroe County Schools Radio exclusively on Magic 100 FM. Have a great week. Remember to be a champ. And as always, go dogs. The thoughts expressed in this segment represent Monroe County Schools.